Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, podcast 12. Whoop, whoop. Yep, indeed. Um, we've got a question to kick us off, Chris. How do I do that whoop, whoop? I, I do it so often, Yeah, don't I? I, I, uh, I don't know. Is it, it's become reflexive at this point, hasn't it? Whoop, whoop. I don't, I've got I've got no problem with a whoop, with a whoop whoop like can I get a whoop whoop is a is a solid way to you know to engage with people more often than not you know you've you've stood me up there but you know more often than not people will give you a whoop whoop in in return um, I don't know where do you know what's from. annoyed me this Go week Paul Go the fact that I realised that a ninety nine and now costs like three pound fifty is that the ice cream yeah like what like three fifty fuck off. Three fifty for I nah not for ice cream and a and a flake. There's no way that costs three fifty. Costs like three fifty. Where where are you going for your ninety niners? Everywhere that's expensive apparently. <laughs> but still, listen. If you have spread, if you get a man who likes a spreadable sausage, just go into a go into a high end ice cream place. I feel it was just a whippy ice cream. Was. Just a whippy ice cream. So, but where was it? Where was it? I can't remember. Was it an ice cream van? No. No, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm really concerned for where you if, you... if it wasn't an ice cream van. Because <laughs> I, I would... I think of an ice cream van so rarely that it, surely this would stand yeah, out. Yeah, it wasn't an ice cream van. No, I don't know. I've forgotten. Well, it's bad, that, isn't it? Did someone tell you it cost a lot of money and you've not researched this properly? Is that what, it, what it's going to No, with? no. I mean, I say recently. It could have been nine months ago. Okay. Okay, cool. That's fine. Um, Scandalous, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. How much are you paying? I don't think it's three fifty. if I'm honest. How much are you paying? I've got no idea. I, 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 I couldn't tell you the last time I bought one at all. So I would. I can't imagine it's more than a couple of quid for just a bit of ice cream and a flake. Yeah, that's right. It used to be a pound, didn't it? Ninety nine p. That's not where it came from. What did it? Where did it come from? It came. Well, no one really knows. It's been lost in in the depths so of it time. So it could have from ninety nine p. No, they know it was not that. <laughs> right, okay, shots. Um, it goes back. We to, don't know what it is, but we know what it's it, not. It goes back to uh, the Italian army or something like a king's guard. There was ninety nine people, so it was it was very good. Essentially, that's one of the theories. Um, yeah, maybe this isn't football related. <laughs> no, it never is. Um, question to kick us off comes from the man, the legend, Mr. Steve Hall, who doesn't listen, so uh, I didn't need to big him up quite so much. Um, just call him a prick. <laughs> Steve, a prick. He's looking great at the moment, actually. He's, he's gone proper skinhead, but he's kept the beard. He, he does look like he's got a full on upside down head, um, but, he, but he looks great, Love great for it. Um, he asks if, if a tomato was a fruit, does that make ketchup a smoothie? That's a really good question, isn't it? <laughs> Theoretically, 
I mean, does the addition of sugar make it less of a smoothie? I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I don't a, know. It's more like a milkshake. It's a hell of a thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it can't be a milkshake. It's a matter of not got milk in. <laughs> but it's getting to well, then again, as a fucking as a Mackey's milkshake it's got, got milk fat. in. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. Um, it's a great know. question. Let us know. Great question. Um, we've not. You know, we've not prepared once again. The comments. The comments. Shy. Shy. We'll get working on the comments. So yeah, as ever, we ask you if you. If you Leave us a review and a, 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 and a five star rating on iTunes or whatever. We'll we'll get through some of your comments. We'll get them in a moment once I tracks them down. Um, on your phone, say. Si. Um, no, I haven't got it. He, he hasn't got, got his phone. phone. Oh dear. You can. I mean, I'm sure you could step out if you if you if, if you wanted to. Buy it. I'm sure you could. I mean, do it now. I mean, step out. Um, we'll try not to. We'll try not to fuck the levels in, in your absence. Um, so anyway, I was saying <laughs> at this at this level. Um, well, yeah, we'll get through some people's um, some of your some of your comments in a moment. Three topics to discuss this week. Um, and they are as follows: uh, Southampton politics and football. Sorry, I've just remembered. The other one was a, it Be was a, it was a, it was a place in London that was ninety nine Wellington Street or something like that, and they were one of the first people to start putting a flake in your ice cream. That was one of the other theories. Wow. Yeah, I thought you'd remembered where you bought it from. And no, I thought you'd answered no, my no. qualms at the same time. No, I get it. Just, <laughs> I get it with like those ice creams where you can get where they like they dip them now and they put like sherbet around the outside. So like, I can see a three pound fifty ice cream in that in that regard. Um, but I, I, people, people know. Please do tweet us in at the Redmen TV or leave it in your five star review comments. I think what got me thinking about it was my match reaction and the fella eating the ice cream in the background. I didn't get onto that. A few people tweeted us about that. Oh, so someone really yeah, enjoyed the ice really cream. Really enjoying it, like. <laughs> right, so I'll get into that in a minute. Let's let let's talk Southampton and we'll come back to the comments. Um, and ice creams. And ice cream, indeed. Um, yeah, as we're uh, Southampton. That was, and I, I, I don't know if I said it on my match reaction or I think I just said it to you guys in general. The amount of the on a probably a. A handful of occasions throughout that game, particularly in the last 15, 20 minutes, I was just making noises of angry frustration, like not nonsensical, not words, not shouting, come on, lads, or for fu-. I was like, Aah! like like primordial bellows coming from deep within me, I guess, soul. Um, that was a, a just a horrible, horrible, frustrating game of football. Yeah, it was, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. We did a final word on it yesterday and... You always make me do this. I know, I know. So fucking pull your finger out, Paige, I can talk about it. I just, I, I, yesterday, uh, Sunday, was the first time that I had real question marks over Klopp. You know, and he can easily answer them and he can easily put them to the back of my mind again, but I just, I just didn't get it. I just, I just didn't see why we we set up the way that we'd set up. I didn't mm-hmm. see why we have tried to play Southampton in the exact same way that we played them three times already this season. You know, at some point, I think you've got to you've got to change your game plan. Yeah. Um, it didn't. It, that was prob. I don't know a hundred percent whether this is right, but you know, was that the was that the best side we put out against Southampton? Probably not. Mm. You know, and yet we're. We we played probably one of the weakest sides we've played against Southampton. And again, I've not checked this through, so I'm not 100% sure. But um, to go with that side in that manner, just scream nil-nil or but, getting beat. But the question the question that hangs over it is that what, in terms of personnel in particular, I'm not sure there's too much more we could do in that regard. 
your, your cases fall down to. I think the only guys I think you've got on the bench who can definitely play the full match there is probably like Trent Alexander-Arnold. You could maybe argue maybe Grujic is ready for it, but I'm not so sure. Lalana's not, and Sturridge isn't. So it makes sense. How do we know that Sturridge isn't? Because he ha- because he hasn't, and that's the that that that's the point of Daniel Sturridge, isn't it? I don't know. I, I well look. So you need to give him ninety. You need to give him that opportunity yeah. to prove you wrong, don't you? At some point. Um, it just it was so lacklustre. We were just so poor. We just didn't didn't link up with Origi in any way, shape, or form. Why Naldon were missing in the midfield? Yeah, change the formation. Do do something, even if it's just as simple as throw tent on for Klein. Yeah, you know what I mean. Throw throw somebody in there that's going to change it slightly because that you know those fullbacks were poor. You know, and every time yeah. we get in, you've said it yourself, Paul. Every time the fullbacks end up having having loads of the ball high up the pitch, you kind of know what way the game's going. Yeah, I think particularly again, the, I think the issue that we're facing in this in in this right now is that when you look at the options that we've got, I don't think any of the options that we've got have proven themselves to be conclusively the answer one way or the other. Because like Moreno was a shout, but Moreno has been given those kind of opportunities in recent weeks and no one would go, what a great option Moreno is in this situation. It's yet another one where you go, oh, put him on and fingers crossed. Okay, sound. Similarly, Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's still just a kid, isn't he? It's just normally me that does this. Because um, I normally have my phone on sound and don't know how to put it on sound. You don't know how to put your phone I'm not, on sound? I'm not, well, I've not looked. Okay. So I'll, we'll, we'll pick this conversation up later. Um, the... You know, and then you put, and then again you boil down to, we don't know, we we don't know a hundred percent Daniel Sturridge, but if you had to stake money on whether Daniel Sturridge was fit enough to play ninety minutes, you wouldn't bank that, you wouldn't no, pay any money on Daniel then, Sturridge being fit but, for ninety minutes. No, but then I suppose it comes down to. You know, before the match, me and you were talking, and I was very much get your best players on the pitch and pull them off. Mm-hmm. And you've said for a few weeks now you need something on the bench. Mm-hmm. Well, it hasn't worked your way. It it has. It, it when Stoke. And the substitute scored. I can't remember the goal. Firmino scored the winner. I mean, so, all right, yeah, but we've not tried it my way. We've not tried getting your best players on the pitch. And if if Sturridge can't play yeah. 90, can he play 60? No, but we have, because we played West Ham and Anfield and we put all our best players on the pitch and we had nothing on the bench. And when you run out of ideas, there's no ideas coming off, off the bench is the thing. I, the, my, my, I just want to see us go out there and get the game shown up. Yeah. I don't want to wait until the 60th or 70th minute yeah. before oh, no. you make your changes. No, it's That's true. stupid. No, no, I'm, listen, this is this Give is yourself not, the biggest amount of time to win is, the game of football. Absolutely. This not is, 20 minutes at the end of the game. This is not about... Yeah, I agree. On this, we, I'm, in, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, we can make those substitutions, I think, even if it's five minutes earlier, whatever. We can make those subs a little bit earlier. I My reading of it is... I think we're playing a style of football, and, and 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 I just think it's I just think it's down to what what's left, what pieces we have left of the people that we have available to us, and again come back to it, Adam, if Adam Lallana is physically capable, there's no way Adam Lallana doesn't start that game mm-hmm. because for the start he'll want to start that game, he'll have been fucking banging on the door to fucking start that game, and Klopp loves him to bits. So he would have started. So you have to give the benefit of the doubt there to say Lalana's physically not capable of doing it. And again, I would back that with Daniel Sturridge as well. I agree that the subs make make. But make no, we, no, we consistently make on, subs no. too late. Yeah, no, you're right. But if you've got 
storage and Lalana to come on with 20, let's say, to go. Why are we starting with a side that's not as creative that we when we've got players on the bench who can who can play football? If they're on the bench, they should be able to play football. They should be able to play at least 60 minutes. Why? Because what's the point of having them on the bench? Well, because you want to get what, you no, want to get your the, goals, and then is, Lucas is a good substitution. But this because is because if you're on. if you're if you're sorry if you're putting an eleven eleven players out and Lucas Lever is one of them, let's say right, yeah. then you believe in your mind I that those eleven players can win the game of football, right? Sure, because you've put them out to win the game of football. Sure, right. Why can't they do that after 70 minutes or after 60 minutes? Why can't Lucas change the game after 60 minutes, whereas he is totally fine to start the game and win you the game of football? Okay, because I again, I, because I think the, the way we're looking at it's wrong, I think I think we've put a team out. Our, our team starts games to be, to be as solid as possible. I'm not saying it's hard to phrase it, because I think the team, is, the team we've put out is capable of winning it. So why can't those players come off the bench and win it? Because I don't think they're as capable of winning it as the because we've got better because of better players if because example Lucas Lever can't what you would never bring Lucas Lever on with 20 minutes to go trying to win a game of football oh, but you could move someone further forward you could move Emery Champ further forward you could put bring Grujic on but and play him but he's already fit you, you know you, Emery Champ plays the six if Lucas doesn't play now now an attacking sure. substitution is all right it doesn't look like an attacking substitution when you bring Lucas on but you're then moving Emery Champ further forward you're asking you may be asking Genie Wijnaldum to go further forward so there are there are tweaks to the formation yeah. that you can make yeah. by bringing Lucas on yeah. the Lucas Lucas himself isn't going to get you it I just, I, my, my, my belief and from what I've seen us do, and it's, it's massively frustrating to watch us play like this, but I feel as though we've gone, we're going to try and win games in the last 20 minutes, half an hour. We're going to try to fucking, we're going to try our best, we'll try our best to win them, but we will gamble on bringing, bringing stuff off the bench to try and win the legs are tied, when everyone's legs are tied, we'll bring good, as many good players on as we can to try and win the game late on, which is fine. It's Rafa Benitez football. It's Gerard Ullier football t- to some extent, which has been successful. It's just dead frustrating because... It's not, yeah, we've lost football though. Well, yeah, well, yeah. It's not. Yeah, well, well maybe, it, maybe it is. You know what I mean? This is, there's clearly a, there's clearly a game plan in place here. It's not being done by accident. And the reason why it keeps being repeated is, I think, because of that, because it's kind of, it keeps being repeated because the eleven players that go out there aren't getting it done. Yeah, that's the only reason. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. The, there's definitely there's definitely which means a case change for that. the starting eleven. But but again, it comes back to I don't. I just don't think we're capable. There's there's too many things we can do to change the starting eleven because we said this again. Because I think you still want to strike the balance between solidity and yet still having things in reserve. And I know again, it's just it's the internal argument, as you say, go out and win it. But what if you don't? What if what if what if you don't win it in 60 minutes with all your best players on and you do need to make substitutions because... Then at least you've put your best team out to try and win it. You've given yourself the best possible starting point. But not if you fall to bits and fucking lose it in 20 no, minutes. No, but then equally, you know, that, that team of 11 players could have lost it in the first... 60 minutes and then what then you throw rolling a dice anyway yeah you know it's it's exactly the I same think, scenario I think, I think it's a different argument if Adam Lallana is 100% fit and yeah. on the bench yeah and or I agree with Sturridge that just played more than, uh, you know has proved himself capable of, of handling it but I think what it comes down to is I think it came mindset. down to trust with Sturridge maybe but and I, trust in Origi more than anything yeah yeah and may, maybe that and maybe it's just that thing of I think the you, you're probably you're probably thinking Anfield might be enough to 
to, to help you as well over the line and that that feels like an our, our away team as much as anything else Divock Origi because we were so much storage for, for West Ham we'll come on to it I like the idea of it but I'm not necessarily convinced of it and what we know from what we've seen this season is if, you, if you're only going to because there's a different there's a different argument to you can put both Origi and storage up front there's a case to be made for that but if that's not if that's not being not being in consideration, you'd still rather Sturridge off the bench than Origi off the bench because Origi's shown enough. But why did he just fuck all off the bench? But equally, flip side in that game of football, that game of football opened up against Southampton for Origi. True, but did it open up for Origi because we moved up? They moved, they moved up the pitch because we had Daniel Sturridge up front, and they know he's not going to hurt him behind. Maybe, maybe that's so, yeah. you know because that's what happened. We had five minutes of, of them being quite deep. And then all of a sudden that evaporated because they're going to go ahead and stick balls over the top, lads. Good on yous. We'll fucking beat you to that all day long because they know we're not we're not going to do them. I think that's what it is. I think it's a I think it's a game of small percentages, and the small percentages lie towards you. If we can't put our best, if we can't put our best team out for the full length of the game, and these guys are struggling with fitness, they're more likely to have joy in the last 20 minutes of a football match when everyone's tired than they are in the first 20 minutes of a match when everyone's fit and fresh. And that's my, that's, yeah, that's my I, reading no, of I the can, situation. I can, I can see that, but the flip side of that is they have seen what you're going to do all game. Like, does Adam Lallana make that much of a difference in the last 20? It's interesting that I, I, I think we, I think it's telling how unfit he is that we didn't put him in the, in the mix. He played very deep. Once he came, once he came on, sorry, Tom's coming and nearly, nearly fell on his face. Um, and it said, you said yourself, Adam Alana looked well off it when he came on, which is another strong indication. He looked brilliant on Monday when he came on. How much of that was him flying through on adrenaline? And by all accounts, we, you know, we fucked, we fucked him by having to introduce him. There's no way he doesn't just get twenty minutes in that game. Yeah. I mean, I'd, l- I'd love to know whether he trained in exactly the same way as the rest of the team, whether we could have done what Tottenham did with Ledley King for so long. Because ultimately, if he plays 90 minutes of football or 80 minutes of football on the Monday night, he should be able to play 80 minutes on the on the next Sunday if he's, his training's changed. Maybe, maybe. But then, again, neither of us is a sports No, no, scientist, and that's, so that, that's it. Like, But people, well, we've seen examples. Ledley King was one of them. Where did you just play one game a week and you can get through on that? Yeah. I, I wouldn't shock me if we managed Adam Lallana. There's no way we've got Adam Lallana's been put flout throughout the week. He will well have been managed through that because, again, they want to get these guys on the pitch at this point, I just wonder whether he'd been overworked, regardless of when he was whether he was managed. I suspect he's been overworked in that match, and that's what's done him more than anything else. Because again, they want Adam Lallana out on the pitch. They're not soft. They're not. There's no way that you've, you've they've run him into the ground so that he's incapable yeah. of impacting. Again, it it kind of comes back to what I said on the final word about uh, about Kenny Dalglish not being brave at the end of his tenure as Liverpool manager, and it kind of feels like that's what Klopp's doing now. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, why why couldn't we just put Trent on the right wing and Firmino up top? Why has that not been considered an option? Maybe. He's done brilliantly when he gets into those positions. He scored a goal from that position last night in the under-23s. Well, from right back. But the, that position further up the field. Yeah. No, I know, think it's an that, interesting... That, that could have been an option for yeah, us. Yeah, no, I, I don't... Dis- I don't it's dis- it's I don't... about being brave and yeah. what Klopp has shown over the last few weeks is that he's not willing to take that gamble, to me anyway. Yeah, I, but that, again... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no and, and it's high stakes and, and look you know that's why he's paid the big bucks isn't it mm. he's got to make those decisions yeah, but sometimes you do have to roll the dice yeah. and it, it looks like he's unwilling to I'll be perfectly honest though if you're going to roll the dice I know again you, you were right when you said in the final word about the, so much of it is again dependent upon the draw that other the win Arsenal beating Man United and what have you but there's still the gamble's still working how long that work forever you don't you don't know the gamble is probably if we're gonna see a gamble, we're not seeing it against West Ham. We'll see that gamble against Middlesbrough because mm-hmm. that's when you gamble. There's no set. There was, there was no because of how it's been played and it is so tight and there's still so many points being dropped around. If you gamble and lose that, which we we've seen time and time again it this season, would have worked out fine. Less fine, of course, though. You know what I mean? Because again, you're a point. You're a point worse off as a, as, as But a if you gamble and win. Yeah, oh, and of course. And the results. But again. Well, that's what it comes down to. And, and then even if, even he showed during, with the timing of his substitutions, that there was no gamble there either. Mm. It was far too late. Yeah. And I think every Liverpool fan would agree on that. True, front. yeah. Oh, yeah. And as, as I've said, again, but I would come down to it. He's got priors for making late subs. So he probably would have done that done that regardless but again what we will we will still never know we will never you know we will never know what's available what's available to him because we're never going to be privy to those conversations about what what legs are left in his in his guys and here's the thing about it you can't you can't legislate for it but when you set when you set your game plan out to just make sure you don't concede and to try and nick one this game was no different to the wins that we've picked up in the last few weeks because James Milner scores a penalty and you win that 1-0 and you go, good, really intelligent, ground-out results. You know, we've won games or we've come close to winning games on moments of magic and moments of luck in these. And so in that regard, it's not far off working, but these are the fine margins of that, as you say, of that approach. I just think it, like you say, if it's not Jürgen Klopp football, I don't think the reason he's he's not play, we're not playing Jurgen Klopp football is bottle. I can only presume because I don't I wouldn't I would never say there's a man or a management team that lacks bottle. I would suggest it's probably because they've looked at what's available to them and they've had to try and manufacture yeah. a way to. to, now, to, to and to look, do it. I, I would agree with that, but equally, that management team got this squad into that situation with probably how 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 hard they've worked them over the season. Yeah. You know, they've seen the injuries coming, the lack of transfers in January. You know, all these things add up to where we are today. Yeah. And there's things that you can legislate for and there's things that you can't, i.e. injuries and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. But this management team has the squad and I've taken this squad into this position. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's a worry. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yes and no. Because... Yeah, well, you know, it, it is what it is. You, you make it, you make your, you make your bed and you lie in it, don't you? Yeah, you do, and I yeah. agree with that. They they've made the decision to do what they they've done, and that's on that is on them absolutely. But again, I'd still come back to it that let's look at look at there's some injuries that you could say you know if you're picking up injuries in training and you're picking up muscle injuries, then that's a result of that's you know Ray the fitness eggs all over that shit, isn't he? But it's probably the freak ones that have done us, and they're the ones you can never account for. So Sadio Mane falling awkwardly in a football match, Danny Ings doing his cruciate, and Cheo Joe damaging his back and damaging his spine. There's three players that you have available to yeah. Two to two change. of those injuries am I right in saying could have been rectified or could have been solved in the January transfer window? Maybe, maybe again we had this conversation. Because the Ings the one was definitely before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, but again, again, maybe we have these conversations, don't we? It, it's it's. 
it's pie in the sky, isn't it? It's to say, oh, we'll just fix it in January. There's no... Again, that, that was, in fairness to Klopp, that was a gamble that he took. And it may well pay off, and it might be that we'll end up with a better squad next season well, exactly. because of that. Exactly, and, and I understand. I understand both sides of it. I'd rather have got the points in the bag, which is probably why it comes down to I'd rather have the best team on the pitch at the beginning of the game, you know, and I'd rather buy someone in January. It's because one that's the way that I look at it. The main to think if it's maybe along the lines of, do you maybe we're just not as intensive in the first half of the season. Maybe instead of going so fucking gung-ho in, in the first half and we were blowing teams away and we were fucking running our heart and soul out, blah, 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 maybe we should have wound that in a little bit. But it's it's butterfly effect, isn't it? What if us not doing that didn't give us the platform for confidence? And all of a sudden, because if you're not... The, 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 you know, and, and then all be, of a sudden we get to the middle of the season well. and we're thinking, oh, we don't know how to beat teams, etc. Et what would be interesting to see is whether we do... We were fortunate this season, we probably won't do it next season, but whether if, if, for example, we were in the same scenario, would we do two training camps out of England? That would be interesting to know whether Klopp's decided that was a good or a bad thing. Well, it's, With it, European football, it's probably not going to happen. There's no doubt that this summer, how we're doing this summer, is a direct reflection of what what happened what happened last summer you know we've moved the Australia game to a post-season game you then give your players a month off we've still got to go to the Far East but I think it's only is it one game maybe yeah. maybe it's, it's a shortened thing nevertheless and then we're just in Europe just playing in a training camp and playing some again good level teams in the Aldi Cup but again, it'd be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see whether we do what we did last summer. That because we started, it was like the first of July almost, yeah. and we okay, we put out kids teams, but we had like a game a week throughout that period, and we just increased the quality of opposition, increased the quality of the players that were being used in it. I would be interested to know that and whether we did because I made the analogy on 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 my channel in the final word as well that Liverpool started the season a bottle of wine in. So that we were well oiled and we were flying when the season started, but you'd always see that with the best example I can think of it is, but West Ham got into the Intertoto Cup and they won the Intertoto Cup to get into Europe. Frank Lampard started the season as like top goal, he has like ten goals by the time the season started, and they just died at Christmas. Completely died on their ass because they'd started the season like six weeks before mm. before everyone else, and maybe that's yeah, maybe, maybe that's, that's a thing. Like. Klopp's maybe taken his Dortmund approach, but not realised. You know, well, he obviously realised there was no winter break, but that might have had an effect. He's maybe he'll have to tail it back a little bit this mm. this. this it's all inevitably. It's all the stuff you never you'll never get to know. And we'll never, we'll never get to know. Maybe those, you know, you just you hear things in the summer about us being linked with Pulisic and whatever. And maybe they just, maybe someone went, Shea Ojo's going to be back in a month. Do you think that'll be all right? Okay, you know, he did a good job for us last season, and then he gets to the end of that month, and he and he has a, you know, he reaggravates or whatever, and then all of a sudden, I'm not saying I keep coming back to this. I'm not suggesting Shea Ojo is the answer to every one of Liverpool's problems, but if you've got another guy you can come in for. 30 minutes every couple of games or whatever, maybe Sadio Mane, it saves Sadio Mane because we can we can, we can withdraw him a little bit more from matches, et cetera, et cetera. These are the things that, you know, I, I don't, I, it always looks reckless when you're in a bad, when you're in a bad mood because the footy's not going great and you're stressed out, out about it. I, I can't, I, I can't imagine it's, it's, it's as reckless or as mindless as it's, as we can look, as we can look at it that way, because I just don't think football clubs are that fucking soft. 
soft anymore. Not again, especially not with the guys that we've got there at the minute. Um, but let let's move on anyway. Because uh, in fact, let let's do let's do West Ham. Let's move straight into West Ham because I think it follows follows nicely enough. Um, I really need this to be West Ham of the vast majority of this season and not the West Ham that turned up against Spurs yeah, last week. They've um, they've turned their home form around as well, haven't they? You know, it was much publicised at the start of the season what was going on with, with them in the new stadium. They've settled into that stadium on the sly. They've got some very good results there. Obviously, we know Friday Night Football last week they've done Tottenham over. Hopefully... That was just because they ate Tottenham, you know, another mm. a, a London derby. Hopefully, they, they are on the beach. It's something that I've said how many we times. Keep saying, saying it, it, keep like, praying it, keep hoping it. Well, like, that's yeah. it. You've, you've kind of got to, haven't you? And look, Liverpool, it's a huge game of football for us. Mm. We've just got to, we've just got to turn up, put our best team out, get the game won, then make the substitutions. Yeah, <laughs> it's fu- yeah, it's funny. I think people are going to be so angry about this game. Because I don't think there's any chance that we do anything differently to what we've seen in in, in the last few in the last few weeks. Because it makes sense that the, the team in the formation from what we've got. Again, I think Lallana comes in because he'll be because he should hopefully be fit enough to do you do the sixty minute thing. And again, that that like like I said there, I think Lallana always starts under the Question for you: Where's he coming? This is where the this is where the question lie. I would. I would put him in midfield, and I would drop Emery Chan, Emery Chan back deeper. Take Lucas out then. Yeah, because I think even though Lucas would do, I think Lucas could do a, a fine job. Or you know there might be a case that Genie Wijnaldum maybe comes out for the game because I don't think he you know he's he's played a lot of football for us this season, and he didn't have an impact as you said against Southampton at all. It would be I wouldn't be against Lalana right for me you know central. I think if we're gonna do that, I think we'll save that for the last game of the season. Um, if we need, if we absolutely need three points against West Ham, I just think we'll go away. We'll we'll be we'll try our best to be as solid as possible. We'll do exactly what we did against Watford. We'll look to hit them on the hit them on the counter. We'll look to just nick a goal, whether it's from a set piece or uh, you know against someone sticking one in the top bin, whatever that may be. Don't be shocked if we play for a one 0 against West Ham because that just looks like. That that's we've looked at this end of the season and gone. This is how we're gonna. This is how we're gonna get to how we're gonna four. do it. Yeah, I mean, is there anything? If you could throw one mad team out, what would your mad team be? Um, it's almost. I could look. I could just invent a mad team. Go ahead. But what's the point? There's I've got. I've got one then. Go I'm on. a mad one. Right. Put Nathaniel Klein left back. Yeah. Okay. Put James Mill on the right wing, put Trent right, right back. back, put Firmino central. Now, it's it's mental, and we've not seen James Milner all season mm. in that right wing position yep. or in one of those forward, more forward positions, and it's been a long time since he's played there. But if if you've got a few little worries about whether Clyde, uh, whether Trent can can play right back and, and you know is there a better player that you can have working in front of him than no, James that's a Milner? No, that's a guy who understands now how to be a full-back. Yeah. Imagine, you know, Milner likes the little one-twos as well. If he was, instead of being the guy who has to run past Coutinho, if he's the guy who plays the ball to Trent, yeah. you could get a little bit of success there. Yeah, it's a no. way of getting Firmino in. It's mental. I don't think Liverpool are going to do it. I don't, yeah. I don't but, think there's there's a there's a chance in hell for this game. I, again, it would not, that would not surprise me. In, it should surprise me at all times because we've seen no evidence of that. 
I think if we need three points against Middlesbrough, hundred percent. I, I don't be shocked to see Genie Wijnaldum playing on the right wing, or or James Milner, or who met, or we pull someone in out the cold to have a, have a fucking go at it, um, Trent or whatever. But this game, you don't put Trent Alexander Alexander yeah. Arnold into this game because Liverpool Liverpool have. If there was one thing we've proven. In this, since, since Sadio Mane has gone out injured, is that we can't score more than a couple of goals in a game. So if we get ourselves into a situation where we're a goal behind, which is perfectly reasonable because teams can score goals against you, I would not bank on us being able to turn around. And that we got lucky against Stoke, you know, we were lucky because we had two amazing players on the bench to bring on and change that game. Sometimes, you know, but yeah, it's um. But this is the, this is the this is the this is the this is the nature of where we are right now. You know, I I, I was fanciful saying four 0 as my prediction for Southampton. It was more it was more hope than expectation. I I think we've seen enough there to say that this is what this is how how we are right now. We are creeping our way to the finish line of this season. Mm. I would like us to just be able to go click turn it on like Man City did. Man City are capable of doing that because they've got Leroy Sane, Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling. David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. And Yaya's been incredible yeah, but all since f- we did that show on him. Yeah, mate. But they're all fit and they're all in form. We've got Roberto Firmino, whose confidence is out the window because he's been playing right. David Carigi has literally crumbled into little pieces. Phil Coutinho, it's, again, it's just the good feeling seems to, have, seems to have dropped away. Adam Lallana's just come back You know what's really interesting? What, what happened to Hendo was, three weeks ago, Hendo was close. Nothing. No, he's nothing. No, he's done for season. Yeah, he's done by all by all accounts. Like it's just one of them, isn't it? it it's kind of gone under the radar though, because Klopp was talking about him and Adam Milano and said Henderson will be a little bit, little bit behind Adam Milano. Yeah. Well, he said it's a bit of a Well, he spoke about it two week, a week ago, two weeks ago in his, in his pre-match press conference, and he just said, he it's it's upsetting because he looks so healthy, he's in such great condition, but he just can't play football, and they're not obviously they're not expanding on it. If it is Planetar plantar fasciitis and again it's just one of those things it's just there basically is no there is no solution to it you've just got to fucking wait for it to such wait a for shame because that's how you change a lot of how we play football is with that man in the middle of the park well exactly it? you know that's what Liverpool need to get by and this is why if I was going to make the change there's no I've got no issues with the Lucas Chan Wijnaldum midfield away from home I've got less issues with it um, but I would really I would like I would prefer Emre Chan in there just because you not you get le- you get more moments of just madness than you do with Lucas because it's the nature of Emery Chan. But I'm just just give him a bit more of a license to just ping the ball around a bit more and take a few more risks. I think Lucas has improved that side of his, his game. Passing's been really good, yeah, undoubtedly. Um, but we do just need to just ping it around. Well, it was I was listening to the the, the, the rap podcast and they made a, a great point about that about and we've said this for weeks and weeks. If our the strength of our team is is winning things is the counter press if it's winning the ball back high up the pitch, you could do a lot worse than just twat it at Divock Origi's and and, and 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 particularly if Adam Lallana is going to be playing in midfield, that might actually play into our hands a little bit more. If we've got Emre Chan be, being Emre Chan and playing a few more stupid passes it actually could work out for us in a really weird, weird way. Because again, if it doesn't work out, bang, you just get on them and you get on the, you get on the second balls, yeah, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's a key to us to no three at the back then. No, no. I just, I can say, I, I, nothing. Very few things surprise me in, in, in life at the moment. I just think we, if we were gonna see something different, 
we'd seen something different. So the, uh, it says to me that the only likely difference is entirely predicated on the fitness of Adam Lallana. I don't see that someone's going to come in out of nowhere. Jay Ojo doesn't come in with two games left. Maybe what we what, what we might see is Gruyich gets more than five minutes if we need a goal. You know, you know, I I wouldn't be shocked if because if Adam Lallana's starting and it means he's starting in place of Lucas. This is the issue that we've got: is that what have we got on what have we got on the bench? It's going to change it. The only game changer we will have on the bench as a result will be Daniel Sturridge, who's a proven game changer. So it's going to be Sturridge and Gruyich. You're going to be your two substitutes by all, by all accounts. And I would, you know, as much as we had a laugh at Man United for the for the Fellaini thing, you know, it is it is what it is. Horses for courses, and there the probably is something for Marco Gruyich to just give him some, ping some stuff up to him and see what see what happens be interesting nevertheless a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, so, <laughs> it, look, as the podcast, we like to, we, we, we've had no issues tackling some of the, we tackle the funny stuff and I've got no issues tackling some of the more difficult stuff as well. We're not going to do religion and footy. Um, no, 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 no. Um, but politics and football, yeah. Uh, politics and football, why not? Because I um, I, I think it happened, but I didn't see it, but obviously there was, there was sort of Liverpool going to fail a, a Jeremy Corbyn banner um, on the cop before the Southampton game. I think it happened. Yeah, it seems to be down the, front of the, down the front of the cop over the, the banners. Or and I saw loads of people kicking off about it on Twitter. Um, I and I don't want to I don't want to generalise on stuff, but I, I, what I've found is is the thing about politics, particularly whenever I've done stuff, and I've, I've tweeted a few things from from the Redmen account. Like I tweeted me me um, me Brexit Remain vote. Mm-hmm. Um, out and people saying this sh- you shouldn't be doing this, and inevitably the people who are telling you you shouldn't be doing it are the people who, who think the opposite. Exactly, think they think think the opposite of yeah. So I want to know because the basically the, the argument over the weekend was there's no play football and politics shouldn't go shouldn't mix essentially. Look, I think on the surface you may look at it and think yeah they're two completely different things, but I disagree with that entirely. To be honest with you, football's got. 
more links to politics than I think people people give it credit for. I mean, you know, and and specifically, I think it's got more links to the Labour Party than uh, than anything else because. You know, what is the Labour Party about? It's about camaraderie. It, it doesn't, you know, politics transcends, it should transcend race, religion, uh, all that type of stuff. Football does all of that. Yeah. You know, you, it, it's about getting together and being with like-minded people, which is what politics is about as well. It's about reveling in your success or the other's failure. Mm-hmm. Politics does all that as well. I know, it's just the worst um, thing about politics, but so, yeah. Some of the stuff around, around football and, in, in, you know, is very prevalent in the world as well. You know, women being paid much less than men, that's a, that's a political issue as well. The one that we seem to be moving towards getting away from still happens in football. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's lots of things, but ultimately for a Liverpool fan and for me, it's the working class roots of it. Yeah, that's it. And that's what it boils down to because you've got people like Stephen Gerrard, Wayne Rooney, Jamie Carragher, you know, who are living the absolute dream. Mm-hmm. Whereas can any other sport offer somebody from that background, the riches that football does. Mm-hmm. You know, can, can that happen? Rugby, it's very much a, almost a private school education thing. Yeah. You need to have money to get into that to begin with, I think, a lot of the time. Whereas, you know, football's a bit of a hope and a, a bit of a dream for everybody that, you know, when you're a kid, you can, you can do this. There's there's nothing that, about your background that holds you back. Yeah. It's about you and can you get there. Yeah. And football can do that for you. But ultimately, again, it's, it's around about camaraderie and, you know, bringing people together. And I think that's what Labour sort of stands for. Yeah, I think, the, I think the thing that gets confused in it is that it's not even about it's not about Labour for me because I think Labour, the, the concept of the Labour Party and the Conservative Party, these all get the waters have been muddied over the last twenty years or something of politics because you know Labour isn't is stop being the left wing party that it that it that it was. But the the idea of socialism and the idea of left wing politics is is the working class root of that. It's meant to be the idea of the people. And again, that's what you're talking about in, in football. It is people who used to be the working working class sports. It was people who were do who were doing your manual labour, the people who were working on the docks and the people who were doing this, watching football. And they had left wing views because the idea of of the Labour Party as it was in its purest sense was about supporting the worker, was about protecting workers' rights. It was about protecting people's rights. And particularly in Liverpool, because of the nature, because of that, first and foremost, because of its its working class heritage, and then exacerbated by the way that the the city was managed through the Tory reign in the yeah. in, in the eighties and and what have you, meant that means that whether football in a general sense is linked with politics, I'm not so sure. But what what I think people sometimes lose sight of is that Liverpool as a city is a very pro is a very left thinking city, and that's tough for people to get their hands and I'm not saying that everyone in Liverpool votes Labour they don't I'm not saying everyone this or everyone that It, but it is in a there's very a it, exactly there's a, but it's more than even a tendency it's a, very, it, it's a broad generalisation but it's a broad generalisation for a, for a reason and I, and why, why why it links into the Jeremy Corbyn thing is that I don't necessarily think it's as much about I think for him as a person and he gets tired look I, I'm no I don't, I don't really care I don't know him as a person I don't like whatever his what I what I what I can gather about what his ethos is, it it fits very much with the with that left wing socialist pure view that, that that Liverpool as a city totally totally seems to buy totally buys into, and that's why I think it's very hard to unpick that mm. f- from a city like Liverpool. So I can I can get it when 
clubs of you know around the country don't it doesn't make sense to them but because again this is so much very much in the dna of the the city then that's why yeah and the, the, politics the, the, the feeds clubs into football. historically have done a lot for the communities i mean everton's everton in the community mm-hmm. is award-winning you know liverpool do a lot of foundation stuff that, that goes into the communities and has done throughout throughout the years and you know i think uh, politicians sometimes can be seen when was it um cameron jogging around somewhere in an Aston Villa shirt, completely see-through. See he's not one of us. Well, he gets asked about it. He got, it was on BBC News and he got asked about it and he totally had no fucking idea what he was talking exactly. about. Exactly, but when there's... Uh, is it David Miliband became a non-executive uh, director of a football club to lower the... Uh, crime rate in the area and do and, and work with the club I forget the, cl- the club's name now to yeah lower the cl- crime rate and just bring the community up mm-hmm. now that is a politician who's, who's really doing something I think Rotherham had Everton and Liverpool in his constituency both clubs and doing Walton, yeah. Walton both clubs in his constituency doing work in the community so it was very much for Rotherham it was very much football and politics because they went hand in hand with raising that community sorry yeah that's Steve Rotherham Steve Rotherham Metro yeah. Mayor for, for Liverpool yeah um, yeah, and that's it and I think this is what it boils down to it's very hard to and I understand again because if you if you are if you're dead set on a particular mindset and you see a, some, a big platform being used to promote something you don't believe in you're naturally going to get riled, riled up by that because you'll feel like it's being taken away from you and you'd be taken aback by it um you've got to respect the club and the and the people and the local supporters and because i think yeah. that's where it's come from yeah and that's the thing is it? And, and 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 that's what it's worth worth pointing out is that whether you i think that what what from my reading of it i think what a lot of the right wing tries to do is muddy this fact and you can see this by the way that the conservatives are marketing themselves and by the way that um farage markets himself and ukip markets themselves as like being the voice of the people it's words, and I know Labour's lost very, very much lost that. But that's the thing about it. Again, it's these are, these are people who right wing people don't get on picket lines, and they don't. They, they, you know, more often than not, you know, or, they, or in the same way that people do. You know, it's people who are, who are anti trade unions, they're anti uh, anti again people clubbing together to stand up against against the establishment is far more a left wing trait than it is a yeah. is a right wing trait. Um, and again, that's what it boils down to for for. for for, for Liverpool without Liverpool Scousers are a culture of people who stand up against establishments and you know you can make the case that Labour became has become establishments whatever and that's what I mean that's why that's the problem with politics it's not about it's it's tough to put it to, to parties because parties with Labour's a is a weird party at, at the best of times yeah, anyway but it's more I think I think politics in a general sense absolutely has a place in football because for I think football is by and large, is, a, is still a socialist yeah. sport. And look, it's still used as, as an escapism from everything else that's going on in, in your life as well, isn't it? You know, think about it. The working class men are used to... Pass us that well-read map, mate. So, song lyrics here. Every other Saturday's my half day off and it's off to the match I go, right? That is someone escaping from their mundane life to go and visit the football. It's the working class roots of it, you know, and everybody has a half day off. What do they do? They, they, they forget about their worries for, for for 90 minutes. They go and put everything in and, and they ride all their emotions on that because they get enjoyment out of it. And, you know, they don't worry about whether they can pay the rent and they don't worry about all this. It's an escapism. Football's always been an escapism. What are they escaping from? 
their life, their, yeah. the, you know, and, and what the government's are doing and everything else that's going on in their life. So it, it is madly linked. Yeah, that's it. And as I say, it, the, the, the trouble with it all is that the problem with politics is that people like to put names on stuff and they like to pigeonhole stuff. And that's why I say it's 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 more about it's not about it's not necessarily about political party affiliations because. Look, as I said, Labour have been Labour have been just as big a cunt as the Tories. Yeah, and maybe well. Labour like, need to get back to that. And that's but that's the problem. And again, this is the schism with it all. And you've probably got people who are who are Labour voters who are just as unhappy with Jeremy Corbyn being put forward because you know they don't believe they don't believe in his type of his type of politics. For me, it boils down to you know again, and it, where a lot of the crux of it comes from is that Liverpool Liverpool we like pseudo spiritual leaders not necessarily a massively religious city but we like to deify figures and it goes back to for Liverpool it goes back to Bill Shankly who was a, a socialist at heart and, and loved the idea of it being do it for the people and again that's why and so people wondering why Jeremy Corbyn would be held up in that way when you might you might not agree with his politics or you might not look at him you might not, not like him and you might try, look to pick holes in him or whatever for whatever he is right now he he resonates the with with uh, with the with the core of Liverpool and the core of and that's why you know the support for that for him is massive in is massive in Liverpool off the back of it. But yeah, with and again, I, I here's the thing: you, you're entitled. Everyone's entitled to their own their own views and their own particular political stance on it. Because unfortunately, like with anything, a lot of it's handed down to you. Yeah, you know, probably. much like your football club. You know, it is kind of it is tribal isn't it to some extent and it is hard to hear people talk about things in a particular set of way but it would be for me as well I've had people say like, Red, you shouldn't politicise Redman TV well Redman TV's me Redman TV's you it's us isn't it it's something we've made and it comes from it, it wouldn't be the same if I'd been raised in a, in a with a completely different life ethos the channel probably wouldn't exist or exist in the same way or we, we you know we'd be charging 40 times more <laughs> for maybe what we, we do. should do that <laughs> maybe we should be, maybe we should be Tories should charge loads more um, loads more um, but no we'll um, we'll, we'll see anyway that's anything I, I, there's no, I, there I is no pure they, socialism I hope, anymore I hope but. people aren't thinking we're trying to ram our political views down people you know the, the topic was politics and footy and I, and I hope that you guys who are listening or watching do realise that what we've tried to do there really is is tell you why we think it goes hand in hand and, and not ram our political yeah, views down your it's throats it's more yeah exactly look again do do what you do and like like what you like. Ultimately, you 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 you're, you are your own people. You're still our people. Exactly. If you're listening to us. Exactly. Yeah. And in the day, fucking, there's plenty of Tories who are Liverpool fans too, um, which is a big shame. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, we move on anyway. Um, that was good. That I was, enjoyed that. That was interesting. So we got some que- we got some questions that you tweeted in. But Sai, have you got the? Did you prepare? Uh, yeah. By yeah. There was two. Go ahead. Uh, did you send? Have you sent it to us? Have we done this no, thing where yeah. you're going to unlock? Um, <laughs> Chris is gone. For those of you who, who want to watch the podcast, you can do it on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, hi, you'll notice that Chris has taken taken leave. Have you got the iTunes ones? Or just no, the comments no, no, off the no. website. Okay, we'll we'll do these first, and then I'll I'll ask you to get the the iTunes yeah, one. We could have got the fucking website up ourselves. Come on, Simon. Cheese Sani, that FIFA second controller thing is that basically what Pad, Ped, and Baz were doing for you on Pez 2017. So yeah, basically, like people listened to it last week. Chris made the the well. I, I don't, for me, it was a shock revelation, but apparently, it it, you me. think it's a normal thing yeah. that Chris would would. Basically, tear on the two-player control pad to beat a team on on FIFA. Anything to win, baby. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and yeah, and of course we we beat 
bars and peds seven nil. It's over yeah. on retro football. Unfortunately for them, they were uh, they were playing properly, yeah, and it probably would have been better to be fair. Red Z, Radamel Falcao is Monaco's captain. Yeah, that completely goes against what I was saying. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get the um, get the iTunes stuff up uh, in a sec. Do you want to hand that back over to to no, Shai? I, I can do it. Like, but I'm going to ask you questions while we're ask doing me this. questions. That's fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, we'll it's not fine. Um, Okay, so let's start. <laughs> Ryan Renison. You ready? Yeah. Ryan Renison. Would you rather look like Carius but have the football ability of Mignolet or look like Milner but have the football ability of Coutinho? Eloy Milner. You reckon? Yeah. See, as you I was going to say, like, football's fleeting, but then so are looks, aren't they? But then. Not like the thing is, I don't think Milner's that. Milner's not, he's not, he's not a bad looking guy, and ultimately, the money will bring the ladies. <laughs> is that because having no money hasn't brought the ladies? Well, that's not technically true, but yeah, <laughs> ladies plural. Um, but yeah, um, okay, yeah, you know what? I would, I would love to be able to be as good as footy, yeah, as Phil Coutinho, but equally, I don't think Carius and Mignolet are too far apart in terms of ability levels either way. Although Carries is a sensational looking man. Um, if you haven't actually watched it yet, the video should be out now. Um, I got to play me and Carries teamed up against Origi and Gomez uh, at Melwood. Two on two action on, on Pro Evo. It's an absolute belter of video. Please do go and please don't go and watch it on the YouTube. Go and watch it on the YouTube channel. Um Andy the Red 83. If you the choice of Hansen, Sunesh, Gerard, and Daglish to bring in for the final two games, who would you choose? Hansen, Sunes, Gerard, and Dalglish. Just one player from those four. Mm-hmm. Dalglish. Okay, why? Because um, we need goals. And Dalglish will just lay them on a plate for anybody. I think it's weird, yeah. Because to me, Gerard's my answer for a similar for a similar reason. I think we could do, do with someone. Again, if we're talking these players in the pump, it's a toss-up between the two of them. Gerard, because... He's so used to us not being very good and winning games for yeah, us. That's a good point. Um, but Daglish, because you just got to go back to '86. You know, guy wins us the league, at, league, wins the league at Stamford Bridge, crops up and fucking scores the scores the winning goal. And he, what Kenny Daglish has that as well in spades is that experience of when the chips are down, the pressure's on. Yeah, it, the only thing is in our formation, where would Kenny Daglish play? Uh, I don't care. Like he genuinely, just put him near. A forward. Would you play him central? I'd play him with Sturridge central, like a two up top. But bear in mind, we're not going to play a two up top. Well, we are. We're playing the formation. Okay, but we're getting Dalglish, but I can't change the formation. No, that's the point. No, 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 it's not. The point is, if I I get Dalglish, where would you play Dalglish? I'd play him off Daniel Sturridge. You play him in like Lalana's position? Like a 10, let's say. Why not? Stop changing the question. Why? I'm asking you a question. I'm genuinely, I'm asking you a question. Where would you play Ken Dalglish in our current formation? in our, right, okay. In our current formation, I would go. Let's go with the formation that we played against uh, Southampton in the League Cup away last season. No, let's where we played the, two off top no, 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 to fit the, way the points. That Coutinho, I felt the Coutinho and Firmino were very central. They went wide. I play him in Firmino's position. Okay, on that right hand side, but not wide. Okay, sounds yeah. I'd have Gerard alongside. I put. Ooh. You know what, Gerard, right wing in the absence of Shadio Mane. That's a great show. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that. I think that wins actually. Yeah. Um, okay, Lachlan HC, who is I uh, Huntley Chipper. Do you guys think Champions League football will aid in the development of Ajaria, Ojo, Ward, and Gomez? Yes, indirectly. 
because be, they'll get more games in the League Cup and and other and the league, league and, and the league. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not sure. I don't think it affects because in my head anyway, I think we keep we probably keep Carrius and Mignolet. So Ward doesn't really. I think Ward probably goes out on loan again next season. Don't be shocked if Huddersfield come up. I'd let him let him stay at Huddersfield yeah, if, if they want him, which would be a great development for him. Um, I am I don't know on Ajaria. But there's another player we didn't talk about earlier. He played quite a bit of football for us, relatively speaking. And again, another that you know, I wonder I wonder what we would have seen from him if we if we would have seen any more if he if he's been off for a long time, hasn't he? I don't think I'm not sure on Ajaria's future. Gomez, hundred percent, I think he'll play. I think we'll see him yeah. play loads more games as as a result of that. The question is though, uh, I think it would probably affect more than those four, I think, or maybe three of those four, I think it affects Trent Alexander-Arnold most because I think we'll, I think we'll use him and Klein in yeah. rotation a bit yeah, more. I think we've got to, haven't we? Mm. Unless we've got to buy another another right back. Um, Kalumi Manny Mayhem is Gujic good enough to start? Um, it's very difficult to say because look, ultimately we've only really we've only really seen him start against I think it was Leeds in the League Cup. Um, didn't play particularly well. Other than that, it was pre-season. Judging off that pre-season, he was he was a monster. He was brilliant. Mm. You know, he, he he knows how to find space in and around the box and and score goals and stuff. And you know, am I right in saying he scored against Barcelona in that four 0 Scored a pair of yeah, absolutely. Like so, I think he's got the I think he's got the physical attributes and I think he's got the technical attributes to start. Um, whether he's up to speed right now, no, maybe, probably not. But ultimately, I, I think long term he will be a fixture in this team. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he's. Well, it's hard to judge. Yeah, good as a good as a is is tough to judge on that. You're right because I think you go back to. I think the, the game that stands off for me. I think it might have been Derby. I think he started that. And I remember thinking he was just by bang average in that. But I think Cop admitted he played him in he played him in the wrong position in that yeah, match. He played him in the ten, didn't he? I think. And me, it, me and Tom were there. Like. Uh, and it and it was one of them where. I think I've seen little bits of him. You, know, you watch him for the under 23s in the mini derby last night, and he set up Trent Alexander Arnold, like amazing goal he scored. Um, and that he, he he looks too good for that level. But there is a there is a, obviously a step a step up in that. Good enough to start right now in these last two games. No, because if everyone if we've got the players that we are likely to be fit fit. Who's he start? Is he going to come in instead of Wan Aldum? Is he going to come yeah, instead of Lallana? Not, do that, not, yeah. not really. Um, but it could be one of those random options where, if Origi was to get injured and you wanted to have someone to hold the ball up, you could maybe try him as as, as a target man. Who knows? Um, Jack Morgan, Jack Morg underscore best goal you've seen live. I'll start. I'll start this while you have a little think. Um, Gerard versus Manchester United. Did we beat them three 0 or three one? The one where he runs and it's stuck under his feet. Barthez is in goal and he just twats it. And he's got no right to generate that much power given where the ball is in proximity to his body and he just smashes it on top of him. Reese has scored an absolute belt belt in that, that, that game as well. I have no idea. None whatsoever. I guess it would probably be one of Suarez's. My memory is Yeah. Um, I can a few. The, um, Robbie Fowler, mm. League Cup final, 2001, from like 40 yards out oh, on the left-hand side, like half volley over the goalkeeper. 
Michael Owen winning goal in the cup final. That's his, a lot of them from around that era, really, before I totally cabbage my brain with drink. Um, I've kind of still got a lot of those memories intact from, uh, from 0001 and 0102. Um, yeah, so and we have seen some battles even recently. Dejan Lovren winning against Dortmund's got to be got to be up there as well. Um, let's do one more from here, and we'll save the rest for the the, the website. We oh Anthony Evans, Anthony Evans, ninety seven. Do John Flanagan and Lazar Markovic have a future at Liverpool Football Club? No. Probab- no, probably not. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't think Markovic does. Mm. Um, I, I just straight outright. Um, Flanagan might, but I, I, I can't see how he fits into this side. If I'm honest, be interesting to just know what phys- what he what he's ever going to be physically capable of. Because here's the thing about him. I look at Martin Kelly. Yeah, and Martin Kelly. Okay. He's only really starting for Palace at centre half because they've had injuries to Scott Dan and obviously Shaka was wasn't able to play and now he's injured. But if he, you know, I look at someone like him and just think, what was the if he's if he's good enough to play pre, at the Premier League level at centre half? Yeah. And I know he's not a scouser, so it's not, it's not quite it's not quite the same. But I do wonder why we, you know, why we wouldn't keep players like this. And I get the impression with Jurgen Klopp as well is that I think we will. I think we'll see more turnover in, in older players than we will in younger players. I think we'll give, whereas Liverpool in the past would go, oh, he's not good enough, bid him off after a year. I think we'll see these guys get another season because I think he believes that you need longer time to develop. So, and I know Flanagan's not young anymore. He's now getting towards his mid-20s. Like, um, it wouldn't shock me if we gave him a, a season because given how little he got at Burnley, I think, as we've always said, I think you get more out of Flanagan at Liverpool yeah. than you would at any other... How uh, lucky he's got to. I mean, he understands the club, he understands the city, he understands the team as well. You know, He's a guy who, for me, suits a Jürgen Klopp side. You know, a guy who can who, who can and has regularly been better than the sum of his own parts. Mm. You know, and that's, uh, that's for Liverpool. I, I'd love to see him get another chance because I really like having that scout link into the team as well. I think yeah. it's great. I think it's great for the fans. Uh, and ultimately, look, he's not a bad player. It's just whether you can fit him in. If you've got... Again, we'll, we just don't... I just don't know what physical state he's in whatsoever. But I wonder whether... Again, if he just wants to keep him around, he's not going to be in loads of money... You could do worse than if you had to play Flanagan for five games at left back mm. in the season, and then if you look, if he excels, if he gets back to being the Flanagan from three, two or three years ago, then great. I, that, that was a good, good Flanagan. I'd have that. I'd have that Flanagan Liverpool squad all day long. But ultimately, we never know. And I'm pleased that Markovic is doing so well at Hull um, because I don't think he. I just don't think Klopp likes his attitude in a general sense. But I know he, by all accounts, like Hull fucked when he went off at the weekend. Mm. It totally, it totally fucked how they were how they were playing. But he looked. He was getting in the box. He was heading things. He was getting stuck in. And I thought, good, good on you. I hope he has a, a good career because he's a nice, he's a nice lad and he's clearly got talent. But um, I just don't see he would be. If we're not, if we've not had him at Liverpool this season, when we've been crying out for another body in the attacking positions, I mean, for fuck's sake, Chris, we can be critical of not buying anyone in January. We could have had Lazar. Lazar yeah, yeah. is playing was, in the fucking Premier yeah. League. He was back. He was. He was. 
he was back, wasn't he? Essentially, we had the we had the option on him for the rest of the season. Yeah. We didn't take him, which says all you need to know about what Klopp thinks about Lazar Markovic. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we are going to quickly go through the iTunes stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as we said at the top of the show, um, please do leave us at least review. We'll read through some of those things. Size, <laughs> size phones left, and he's gesturing because he can't say the number out loud because it's probably his pin for everything. Sounds. We're in. We're in. We're in. We've hacked the mainframe. Um, okay. Bye. Oh, where are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. This review was left by J semicolon J L H K U G U K G U K H U K H. Congratulations. That's the hardest thing to ever have to try and read out. Um, <laughs> can you please make another transfer committee video with the Anfield rap lads like last year? Yes, I suppose is the answer. We'll try. Yeah, we'll see, if they, we'll see if they're up for it. And if they are, we'll definitely do this. So I'm going to take a little picture for it to advertise the podcast. Uh, by Fahim P23. Brilliant content. Who's more boss, Stay or Aubrey? <sighs> that, you've put me in a tough situation there. I've been friends with Aubrey since I was 11. Um, Doesn't sound you know, that tough, a tough then? situation? Oh, dear. Because it's Stay. Um, no, they're both, bo- they're both boss. Do you think oh. it's, is Aubrey more boss for you? Aubrey's more boss okay um, by uh, Barry LFC a must for any Liverpool fan Redman at his best keep it up lads great podcasts um, FSG in by Matty you know you know what <laughs> I'm Sam with Emery being our only German uh, by Miles567 what algorithm question mark whether you're having to listen to the podcast at work while your boss is out the office definitely not me driving or just want to listen to two blokes talk all things Liverpool for an hour to get away from the missus this podcast is a must listen to it on the on the on the bog while having a fake poo uh, I like this one by L Stanyan hands down the best weekly podcast with Paul Machen and Chris Pajak <laughs> <laughs> with occasional long ball streets so I'm just going to say they must be, must be more better than that. Uh, by Paulie J ninety, always look for a Liverpool podcast. I've only heard two episodes of this podcast and think it's great. Keep up the good work, guys. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. That's a, that's fantastic. So yeah, as ever, leave a five star review on iTunes and leave a comment, and we'll read it next week. Um, if you want more of the podcast, you can do. We're going to do another fifteen minutes or so or, or, or more, and the questions we're going to answer are uh, Jake Wright saying top four would be a great achievement, but how would you guys feel about Arsenal esque celebrations from the players if we make it? Uh, James Jimbo 11 says if you could live with one celebrity who would it be and why uh, Jordan CB should we start a Rigio Sturridge for our last two games Stephen Borman if you won the lottery would you still do Redman TV or retire uh, Tosin Oladiokin uh, says uh, good day admin and everyone why Liverpool can't sign players from top rated clubs but always clubs under them Kez says what's your biggest achievement excluding Redman and your kids and the Mad King if you had to reassign the top six managers which clubs would you send them to and why stay tuned for all that if you're watching us on the redmentv.com if you want to hear our answers to those questions then do that go to the redmentv.com click join start your free month trial and it can all be yours that and hundreds and hundreds of hours of back catalogue and I'd just like to point out Redmen TV Live yeah baby Final day of the season in Liverpool City Centre. After the Middlesbrough game, we're going to be doing a live show with an audience. You can be part of it. If you want a 50% discount off the tickets, um, sign up to the website. Go to the website, and there's a video there that tells you exactly how to do that. Otherwise, go to our shop site. And we'll put the link in the description. Uh, get your tickets and come and see us live and in person. We'll have a chat, we'll have a bevy, and we'll uh, pick the bones of the season. Yeah, man. Can't wait for it. Bro. Yeah, man. Right, so anyway, thanks, podcast <laughs> listeners. Walk on.